referring to as the mist in the mist is not mist whatsoever. It is only fog. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm her little brother, William. And this week we have a condensation-themed episode. <laughs> wow, I, we're hitting the bottom of the barrel. Sometimes the theme, <laughs> sometimes the, the theme is like you know demons or or you know like I, I don't I don't know condensation. Right. I, I just never saw it coming. Yeah, but you're right. That is the theme, evidently. I saw it coming. I saw it like a mist or a fog coming over the hills. You went, what is that? Oh, I can barely looks, see through looks it. Looks wet, but only a little bit. Why, well, it's like pea soup, ma. <laughs> Gross. I think I got an idea for a show. Yeah. So Will watched the movie The Fog, and I watched the movie The Mist. Right. And we are going to talk about them. They could almost be called each other. Absolutely. What's the it's difference the between thing. a mist or a fog? I was thinking that. I don't think there's a, dif- a difference. I dare say, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I okay. dare say the mist in the mist is a fog. Yes. It is. And I think that the fog in the fog is a mist. Actually, no, because no, I think, I mist, agree. I I think agree. mist might mean it's lightly raining. I agree. It's a sprinkle. Yeah, it is kind of a sprink. Maybe. I, well, the thing is, I think that mist can be like that kind of cloudy stuff. But I think mist is a little bit more disparate and see-through than fog is. Yeah. So I think actually both of these movies could be called The Fog is yes. the thing. I, I should. What we should have watched, it should have been... I watched the fog. You watched the other fog. Yeah, and, and then, then I watched the, the, fogs. the the fog again, which is the reboot, the remake of the fog. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, we screwed up. We we blew it. And we find ourselves here. Yeah, I the think filmmakers I, blew it. I think I would have rather done that. I really did not enjoy the mist. I did enjoy the fog. However, I have an opinion that usually would drive me nuts mm-hmm. about the fog. Well, so. now I want to know it. So, why don't you just go for it? Should I do it? We're doing the fog yes. first? Yes. Okay, I was right. planning on going first, but I now I want to know what you're talking about. I mean, it's not going to blow your hair back. No, I know, it's but I'm just like curious. one sentence, and I'll, it'll be out of my system, and you'll know. Works for me. So, The Fog is a 1980 John Carpenter movie. It is the first theatrical movie he made after Halloween, mm-hmm. which starred Jamie Lee Curtis and featured, you know, Nancy Loomis Right. Um, and, and John Carpenter wrote it with Deborah Hill. And then he made The Fog, which he wrote with Deborah Hill and starts oh, right, Jamie right, Curtis right. and has Nancy Loomis in it. <laughs> right. I was wondering why you Cin- said that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the cinematography is by Dean Cundy, both of them. It's basically The Fog is as if they finished making Halloween and then went, all right, everybody, we're going to make a new movie together right now. Stay right here. Stay right here. It's Don't all good. Move. It is very fun in that sense. It feels a little bit like um, uh, how American Horror Story today, mm-hmm. the idea was sort of like, we'll do a different story, an anthology sto- series. And we're like, season one's about this, season two's about that. But all the same people yeah. are involved just playing different characters and stuff. It almost feels like that. Right. Now, I love Halloween. Yes. And I have seen Halloween 1978 with people. And had them say to me, that was boring. Hmm. Okay. And I usually go like, you know, I, I get it, but like, it's it's a, a particular flavor. You've got to roll with it. It's, but that it's vibe, the time, though. The vibe, yes, everything. Yeah. The, the tension, it's about the place and the characters. It's not about go, go, go. Right. And then I watched The Fog, and I went, it's boring. Uh-huh. It bored me. Yeah. It's boring. 
And I'm so disappointed in myself because I have to assume there are going to be a million people out there now going like, it's not boring. It's you the vibe. You have to get with it. It's the vibe. It's yeah. everything. It's the flavor. It's the world. It's the characters. I thought it was a little boring. Hmm. And I'm in shock. I sit before you a broken man. <laughs> I have become that which once irked me. Right. <laughs> I look in the mirror God, now and I feel sick to my stomach. I believe usually people say I've become that which I which I once despised. Yeah. So I think you got off easy if you've become that which once irked you. It's a light irking. To be, <laughs> let's, let's be clear about not, it. I'm not that upset. It's not too bad. No. Yeah. I mean, if I don't want to watch it, I just don't have you to watch it. You just don't watch it. it. But you did watch it twice, essentially, because you watched the remake. Was that better? Well, three times, essentially, because I watched The Fog. Uh, uh, I had to re-rent it again today to double-check a few things. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I've seen a lot of this thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, um, something that I, I really, really do like. There are a million and one things, by the way, that I really like about the movie. Mm -hmm. That really is probably the big one. That's the big one complaint, is that I go, it's bo boring. And it's boring is not an interesting critique. You know? it's, a, it's a completely valid critique, though. Everything is valid. Yeah, so but it's just, it's it, it also doesn't is. evoke much. It's not specific. What, the whole thing's boring? What are you talking about? Anyway, yeah. an intentional whatever. Mm -hmm. So it features characters named Nick Castle yeah. and Dan O'Bannon. Mm -hmm. Nick Castle, in real life, is the guy who played Michael Myers. Right. Dan O'Bannon is a writer who also directed Return of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. One of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was kind of fun. It also that like, is fun. Like that sort of like hangout, the crew is friends, we're making another movie, and it probably wasn't actually like that, but like but still. we're all kind of a clique, mm -hmm. and we're going to reference each other just in the movie, because we're making a movie, and a movie itself is fun. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It's fun to do. So the main character is named after, well, my friend here. Right. Like Dan Abannon. Dan Abannon. It's a fun name to say, too. I like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, there were extensive reshoots after the movie uh, was first put together. Evidently, John Carpenter looked at it and went, it's boring. Oh. So they spent more money and, and, and put some more scares and, and violence and stuff into it mm -hmm. um, so that I look at it and go, it's boring. Right. Anyway, uh, uh, it stars Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Atkins, and it also features Janet Lee. Yep. From Psycho, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Mm hmm Way before Halloween Age 2.0, yes. they were in a different movie together. Right. And I think that's kind of neat. Totally. And I didn't really know that. Yeah. Um, so here's the here's the the story. And again, almost everything I'm going to tell you for the rest of this is stuff that I like. Mm -hmm. My one critique is that it moves slowly. Right. And you can't really see it. It's very dark. <laughs> I feel bad that you had to rent it's it very, twice. Very I think I still physically have it because I have to say, my friend Sarah brought it over years ago. And I think I never gave it back. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, when you told me that I should watch The Fog, you might have brought that up. I didn't think about it until just now. Mm, a little convenient, don't you think? I have to apologize oh. to both you and Sarah. Ah, my brother Will uh, <laughs> technically still doesn't have a job. I'll make him rent this on YouTube twice. <laughs> you might be making Thanks. more in unemployment than I make at ah. my job, so... Thanks, Raj. Come on. I've also got a few gigs. Yeah, right. Doing, You're definitely doing better than I doing am. Doing a lot of writing. So you rent the fog, I'll keep my little DVD. Hey. Yeah. I still want that DVD. <laughs> so um, here's, here's, the, uh, here's the premise, here's what's happening. And spoilers for the fog, spoilers for the mist. Right. We're, we're enjoying these movies en masse. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Bay is a cute little coastal town in Northern California. Some of the descendants 
of the six original founders still live in town, yeah. as a matter of fact. But there's a dark secret that this town is going to learn. The hard way, I'll bet. You know it. <laughs> Those same six founders are murderers. You see, a hundred years ago, in 1880, they sank a ship called the Elizabeth Dame, captained by a man named Blake. Captain Blake. Seems Blake had intended to build a leper colony hmm. right alongside Antonio Bay. That sounds nice. Except that the founders took umbrage with this, and they schemed a way to get rid of Blake. They lit a fire on the coast, saying, here's where you should come dock your ship, lured him in, aided by low visibility due to some... Fog. Fog, you might say. Mm -hmm. Certainly wouldn't call it mist. No. Fog. Heavy thick. fog. And it really where they had built the fire and lured the ship was a bunch of rocks. So the Elizabeth Dame starts coming in. The rocks start destroying the hull of the ship. It sinks, goes down, killing Captain Blake and everybody else on board. Six deaths in all. Um, now, the, the founders then go out to the ship to loot. Because also the Elizabeth Dame, Captain Blake's ship, was carrying a bunch of gold. Mm. Mm, gold. Love that. And that helped kickstart the growth of Antonio Bay. And boy, here in the year 1980. Antonio Bay just sounds like a guy's name. Antonio. I am Antonio yeah. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you've said it, which hasn't been a million times, I keep having to catch myself remember that this is a place. <laughs> I love the Antonio Bay. The building of Antonio Bay. Thank you. I love you too. Yeah. I'm pretty built, huh? Right? <laughs> So, uh, life is nice in Antonio Bay. Adrian Barbeau owns a lighthouse overlooking the town and the ocean where she broadcasts the town's radio station, uh, which occasionally takes phone calls, like from Charles Cyphers, also from Halloween. He was mm -hmm. the sheriff in that movie. He was oh, weatherman yeah. Dan O'Bannon. Charles Cyphers calls in occasionally to flirt with Adrian Barbeau. It's got a very, like, small town vibe. Yes. Everything is super charming. I love Adrian Barbeau on the radio. I, I and do this too. doesn't happen anymore because radio stations aren't that big a deal. I love seeing a DJ in movies. Yeah. I love seeing somebody that's talking into a microphone knowing full well that untold quantities of people out there are hearing her right this very second. Yep. I love that feeling. Tom Atkins uh, is some weirdo driving around in a truck. He will pick up a hitchhiker, Jamie Lee Curtis, and immediately they will celebrate with one another. Right. Um, this is, by the way, years before Tom Atkins would play a weirdo who picks up people and celebrates with them in Halloween 3. Oh, okay. So everything in the Guy's John Carpenter-verse. Yeah. He's, he's got one thing he's good at, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. Here he's... Celebrating you know, in a moving vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. You, you. Most people would probably, yes, remember Tom Atkins as playing uh, Dr. Chalice in <laughs> Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Then there's also Kathy Williams, played by um, whoever I just said, who's Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Oh, uh, Janet Lee. Janet Lee, who's in charge of organizing a celebration for well, an actual towns. celebration, an actual yes, yeah, not that kind of celebration we usually talk about. My euphemism has gotten yeah. in the way of actual right. clear information. She could be hosting a celebration. Maybe it's like a real cool loose town. Uh oh, I was going to say a town-wide celebration. Yeah. Whoa. Uh oh, hey oh, get out of Antonio Bay, <laughs> or get into I it. I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're stopping people at the border. Sorry, we're full. <laughs> we're completely packed. We're packed. 
<laughs> but so she's trying to like celebrate the town's centennial. It's been a mm. hundred years since they were founded, I suppose. Um, so, like I said, life sure is sweet. Oh no! <laughs> Three fishermen are out on a boat, and here comes a fog. The fog. They 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 they, they pilot their boat into the fog. They can't see. Visibility is quite poor. <laughs> of course. But then clomp clomp. Who's that? Somebody is suddenly on the ship. Somebody's standing in the shadows, seeming almost disfigured and with glowing red eyes. Suddenly, the three members of this ship are stabbed, hooked, slaughtered. Yeah. Three deaths. The next morning, Adrian Barbeau's uh, son finds some driftwood on the beach. This just like this like plank is uh, has floated in off the water, and when he turns it over. It's got part of a, the name of a ship. Mm-hmm. It just says Dame. He brings it to his mother. She, for some reason, brings it to the radio station. Her uh, broadcasting equipment malfunctions, and a scary voice crackles through the system, warning that six must die. Nice. So three died. So sounds sweet. Three died on the ship. Six must die, three more victims to go, right? Yeah. A lot of stuff is going haywire. Tom Atkins' windows on his truck are exploding. Mm-hmm. It is like all of a sudden shatter. Could be from Lights the force of celebration. Could be. Who knows? The shockwaves. Right. My God. <laughs> the heat coming off this guy. Mr. Atkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the Atkins Shatters. Cl- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but like, I, I enjoy that the supernatural stuff that's going on is not necessarily the typical, like, Adrian Barbeau's uh, electronics going haywire is familiar. We're used to electronics yeah. interacting with the paranormal. Just a window breaking. At one point, a grandfather clock, the glass in front of the clock face, just starts cracking. Uh-huh. Like, I, I don't know why. Yeah, like, You don't why see that sort of thing. It's just yeah. like there's, like, an energy yeah. reverberating. I think about grass clacking, cracking from, like, they say like an opera singer hitting a high note can shatter a right. uh, you know a champagne flute. Or maybe it's like, like I mean it's it's silly because I was talking about mist and condensation before, but maybe it's almost like an air pressure sort of. Oh, thing. that's interesting. I like that. You I'll know, like that. I asked my chiropractor one time, like, you know, people will like complain about their joints hurting when it's you know going to rain or whatever. Yeah. I was like, am I just making this up? And it's psychosomatics. I know people have said that, or like, could it make sense that my lower back hurts more? when it's gonna rain he was like no that's actually a real thing it's because before it rains there's less pressure in the air if i'm remembering this right there's less pressure in the atmosphere and actually that pressure is like holding and mushing our bodies together for a lot of the time just imperceptibly so when that pressure lets up there's more room for stuff to get like inflamed and hurty that's interesting that's very so maybe that air pressure is holding that glass together and then when it's removed that stuff's exploding i like that I, I think that that's a pretty fun idea. It's probably really just simply it's creepy. It's probably, but, you yeah, know. but I'll take it. I yeah. like that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins find the ship, go on the ship, find all the dead bodies. One of them is like his eyes are like gouged out. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, very, very violent. Um, everything is very shot very ambiguously. Like you think about how Halloween all takes place, obviously, primarily on one night, and everything is in shadows. It's almost hard to visually make out what Michael Myers is doing. Like, I think about the one moment where he stabs Linda's boyfriend, Bob. They're in the dark kitchen, 
and the 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 stabbing itself is a close up on a knife just yeah. going into a shirt, and then when it pulls back, Michael Myers is almost a silhouette. Mm-hmm. You can like barely tell; everything is so dark. Yeah, I feel like that's doubly true throughout ninety percent of the fog. So it must be extremely obscured because if it's it, that dark, plus there's a whole bunch of fog. Yeah, it's then... visually complicated. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, so they take the the bodies are taken to the morgue. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis, this is weird. The, one of the bodies gets up, grabs a scalpel. She doesn't notice it. It's like a zombie. Yeah. Gets up and starts walking toward her. And then we hear her scream for Tom Atkins, basically. He comes running into the room only to find out that the corpse has collapsed on its own Mm -hmm. and scrawled the number three into the ground. Is that to signal again, like this numbers game of like six must die. Three are dead or three are to go. Still got to do three. I know. It's just it, yeah. it's weird. Once again, we let you know. Three I got more. It. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Thank you. Adrian Barbeau's son is with a babysitter. She gets got. Tom Atkins one night. I think he's just celebrated. This mm-hmm. guy loves it. God, he loves it. Woo. An animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he hears a knock at the door and he gets up to go look. And it's obviously a bunch of fog on the other side of the door and a demon. <laughs> like you see through it, and it's like there's one hundred percent no other explanation. There's there's nothing else that you could assume, but yeah. there's a monster on the other side of the door, and it kind of goes like, "Hello," <laughs> you know. He just doesn't answer the door. Yeah. So he's spared. Oh, these ghosts will knock for you to answer, like vampires. Yeah, I I don't I don't fully get it i'm locking myself away until they've gotten the other three i hate to tell you <laughs> I, I i don't think I'm, i can really be of that much service in this situation can anybody i don't know but i don't want to put myself at risk by the end of this movie they will be like breaking windows to get to people uh-huh so it does ramp up yeah, like a church or something right <clears throat> yes yeah but it is it's weird to me that for a bunch of the movie in the middle, they're knocking, and if you just don't answer the door, you're fine. They'll just be like three, yeah, again. You're or, like, I know. Uh, or I guess the demon will, the you know, it's not a demon; it's the ghost of Captain Blake. Yeah, but he'll just be like, guess they weren't home, right? No one came to the door. I'll come back later, I suppose. I'll try you again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like very, very weak. Yeah. Um, but uh, weatherman Charles Ciphers. Is on the phone with Adrian Barbeau being like, another big darned fog rolling in. You see this, Adrian Barbeau? Boy, it's starting to swirl around my home. <laughs> By this point, Adrian Barbeau's figured out there's something evil in the fog. Right. So she's going, Charles Cyphers, stay on the phone with me. Don't answer the door. Somebody's knocking on Charles Cyphers door. He's like, what? There's someone at my door. I have to get it. I have to answer my door now. She's like, don't answer the door. He goes, what? Answer the door? Yeah. So he goes, he answers the door and he gets killed. Of course. She hears it over the phone, which is something that I, it's tropey. Something that I love. I like it. I love it, it yeah. when somebody hears. I do too. It's like the radio thing. I like it when somebody just hears it. Totally. Over the phone, they're helpless to contribute. Yeah. Five victims. We're at five. Now here comes uh, some of the big finale here. This entire time, this Father Malone has been talking about how the town is built on lies and we're going to pay. <laughs> Turns out that his grandfather, I believe, other father Malone, grandfather Malone, yeah, was one of the conspirators. He's one of the founders. Okay. He's one of the people who sank Captain Blake's ship. He's the reason they're in this pickle. Yeah. So, 
Father Malone's got his grandfather's diary, which details the entirety of, of the sort of like sin of this town. Um, that these, these men on the ship uh, were suffering from leprosy and were just looking for a place to live, but were shunned. Mm-hmm. And killed basically for being different, like a very a big form of not in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Is we're gonna sink your ship and kill you, so we don't have to worry about you and take your gold while we're at it. Because why not? Right. So Father Malone's, I almost would expect most uh, priest stories um, to be like he's the bad, he's a bad guy, Father mm-hmm. Malone. He's gonna be like, well, they had to. What are you going like? It'd be some statement on yeah. you know belief and faith and and sinning yeah right something but no his entire thing is like uh um we the descendants have benefited um we are guilty Mm -hmm. uh the sins of the father are going to be visited on the children yeah and ultimately um uh the end of this movie is almost like a zombie film where the fog has rolled back in on the town it's everywhere adrian barbeau is getting chased throughout her lighthouse she gets chased up onto the roof of the lighthouse all the other survivors end up banding together inside the church, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> where Father Malone is like, no, 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 they're coming for us because we killed them a hundred years ago and we took their gold. My grandfather was one of them. And in fact, and he realizes the crucifix inside the church is made out of the very gold, Uh-oh. he believes. Yeah. The ghosts are punching through the glass to get in now, sick of knocking. Yeah. And Father Malone does something rare. In, in a movie like this, he takes the gold and walks away from the other survivors to give it to the pirates yeah. and sacrifice himself for the good of the town. Right. I will be the sixth victim. Mm-hmm. Leave everybody else alone. Take me. And I, you don't usually see that no. out of a, a, any form of a modern day priest character. Usually there's some sort of a riff on selfishness there. Yeah, totally. But no, he does. He Brings the gold to Captain Blake. Captain Blake grabs onto it, grabs onto him. The gold starts glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. That's right. Father Malone is saved, but the ghosts take the gold and disappear. Yeah. Things go back to normal. Adrian Barbeau, all of a sudden, the 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 killer that was chasing her disappears. Mm-hmm. She's safe. She can go back to the radio. Everybody inside the, the church, my God, they're all gone. No one's punching through the glass at us anymore. It's It's done. Yeah. Everything's okay. And we learned a lesson about the truth of our town. Right. And then basically the movie concludes with Father Malone being like, so they took the gold back, but it's weird. <laughs> they said they wanted six victims. Why'd they stop at five? And then Captain Blake shows up and chops his head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movie ends. Right. So, <clears throat> I, you know, there's a lot to, to like Certainly. about this movie. I think a lot of the, like, ideas... Of it, click. I love the idea of just ghosts coming yeah, in. Yeah, like the fog. you saying this. I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in a few years. Um, makes me want to watch it. There's because just, you're hitting all of the like main yeah. points, and you're not like having you know silence with fog for five minutes. Yeah, you don't have to watch Tom Atkins talk to Jamie Lee Curtis for a while. Right. You know, it's just like, uh, and again, like I, I, it's it's so weird. It's weird that I can like Halloween. And and for some reason, things just hit different than other things, you know. But there are so many things about this movie that really work and work yeah. in that and and feel like Halloween, to be honest. Where it's mm-hmm. like because all the the monsters are, you know, former, you know, they're ghosts. They're they used to be people, but they seem yeah. to corporeally be here as if it's their physical bodies, but it's right. not. 
they're killing you with with weapons like Michael Myers with his butcher's knife, right? And they're creeping around in shadows and jump scares and like everything feels like if you just pretend that Michael these are a bunch of Michael Myerses, yeah, it works. Do you think you might miss having a singular bad guy? I wish I had some better understanding of the threat and their limitations. Mm-hmm. I I think the showing them knocking and you just don't answer the door so it's fine defangs them yeah. to a degree where I'm like this is tr- nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. It's dragging. I'd even be fine if like they broke in but you hid. And because you hid from them, they didn't see you and you got away. But yeah. that would be a tense little chase scene or a tense little hiding scene. But it's literally right. Tom Atkins looking at a door. Guess I'll come back later. And you see a monster through the window. Yeah. And he's like, we're not home. <laughs> it's you know, not it's a problem. Not a problem at all. So yeah. it just, it deflates itself, I guess, is is the thing. Yeah. Um, but I, like all the events and stuff, I, I think, are really great, which is why... You'd think that a, a remake would really sing. Yeah. It really hit all the good stuff, maybe cut some of the bad. I do. Before before we get to that real quick, I, I took reviews. Uh-huh. I took irritating reviews, deliberately. Of course. I took bad reviews of this movie. I've got one-star reviews yeah. of the 1980 The Fog, and I have five-star reviews of the 2005 remake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very specifically, because that's annoying. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing I want to say that I thought was kind of neat on IMDb... Uh, in the 90s, John Carpenter mentioned in an interview that he wanted The Fog to be an anthology series. Oh. His proposed idea uh, would be none of the characters of this movie come back. Instead, The Fog itself would be a catalyst for different supernatural stories elsewhere. Um, okay. Which is also what his idea for Halloween was. <laughs> that it's an remember. anthology series and Michael Myers doesn't come back. Something different happens on Halloween Oh, right. Yeah, sequels. I do know that. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm with it. I'm yeah. down with all this. It's just funny that he's looking at the same li- idea. Yeah, he likes the idea of a through line. So here are some reviews of The Fog. DVD, this movie, not very good. This is from <laughs> Rocco. The Fog DVD, 1979. This movie's so boring. I don't like this movie at all. This movie, that's nothing. This movie, too old. It was 1979. This is an awesome review. Long time ago, 40 years ago. I won't buy this movie anymore. I'm glad they sold my DVD, The Fog, from eBay. One star. Wow. Here's from... What must uh, have happened there? <laughs> I don't know. So, something's going on there Yeah, sure. it was eBay, but it's on Amazon. I know. All right, this review... Rocco's got some stuff going on. This review comes to us from Chunky Monkey's mom. Hell yeah. Horrible. Just plain Horrible. People just open their doors to anyone or thing. Well, I guess they don't. They right? don't. They they manage yeah. to get by. Yeah. One one star. <laughs> and Anne had this to say. This the title of this review is The Movie Looked Good, but it and then in parentheses stunk. I don't know why that's in parentheses. It's so funny. I can't. When people just. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, I encounter this at, at work kind of a lot. Like people just like punctuating things weird what do you mean it just yeah. what is this could this possibly mean yeah. the movie looked good but it yeah. stunk yeah <laughs> I, I guess it's just anything if you interact with any people on social media which we all do you'll see this kind of thing it, it just always jumps out to me i think it's so funny it's baffling yeah i thought this movie was going to be scary i watched it last night with my roommate and it wasn't scary at all 
barely anything happened. Just a couple people getting murdered. <laughs> if you want to watch a scary John Carpenter movie, rent Halloween and stay away from this movie. Michael Myers is much scarier than evil clouds floating around some town in California. One I star. Say, I, I like the idea of, even though it's, you know, a one star and not nice, I wonder if they had a fun time writing that review. Like, the friend who she watched it with was there with her on the computer, and they're like, Yeah, rip it apart, Anne. Yeah. 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 Um, but also, I took that review because I thought it was interesting that they pointed out that the fog is about an evil cloud. Yes, and that's that's what made me think, like, her being like, it's evil cloud, and her yeah. friend, like, cracking up next to her. But also, right now in social media, still, there are a lot of people talking yes. about the raging debate between Jordan Peele and John Carpenter. Absolutely. That Adam, our friend of the show, he doesn't Ab- know it. No, but Adam, Adam Ellis, Ellis yeah. posted saying that he thinks Jordan Peele might be one of the greatest horror filmmakers of all time. Right. Erupted in a debate. Jordan Peele got in it as I well. That's like one of the least controversial things one could say i know i know but people really i know it it's so weird though like it's not whatever so we're we're talking about uh john carpenter's evil cloud movie here yeah and on patreon on monday yeah you're gonna hear our conversation about nope yes jordan peele's evil cloud movie <laughs> right i love an evil cloud i think i know i love a normal cloud so i think i love an evil cloud you too. love a normal cloud i do oh i love to look at clouds <laughs> Let's watch that instead of movies. <laughs> I love to look at trees. I love to look at clouds. Yeah, they're Every beautiful. Today I'll watch you ever? Tree. No, just look. Tomorrow everyone... I'll watch cloud. I do. Today, tree. It's tree. No, look up at clouds. Like, that it is wild. I thought you said look just... up clouds. No. <laughs> like, no if you don't look... know what I'm talking about, Google clouds. <laughs> no, just look up oh, there that's and be what like, she meant. this is just part of our world. We yeah. just walk outside and that's just there. What in the hell? They're Kristen humongous. peeking through her blinds going, They're beautiful. What's it doing up there? <laughs> They're just so beautiful and huge and like, just like mm. let your eyes unfocus like you're looking at a magic eye. Just look at clouds for a while. Holy crap. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I see you. I see what you're doing. I see you. All right. So in 2005, they remade this movie. Evidently, John Carpenter said that he felt like it probably would be good for a remake. That uh-huh. a remake might improve it, which is why he signed on. Right. Uh, he also later said of his involvement, I come in, say hello to everyone, go home. <laughs> That's that sounds like one of those reviews. Yes. Like the way it's written. I come in. I say hello to everyone, I go home. Yes, exactly. One star. Just done. Yeah. Um, uh, Fergie almost played Adrian Barbeau's character. Oh, my God. Couldn't. Wow, this Selma is Blair. clearly of a time. Oh, oh, it's of a time. Yeah. The story is largely the same. Captain Blake, his, his crew, they suffered from leprosy. The founders of Antonio Bay killed them. Mm-hmm. Some of the details change. Some of them in wild ways. They've streamlined. Which makes a, a decent amount of sense to me. They did a few things that I almost get, but just fall real flat here. Uh huh. Now there have only there were only four founders of Antonio Bay. There was Malone, Castle, Williams, and Wayne. Each of our primary characters in this movie is a descendant of one of those four. Okay, founders. That makes sense, right? So yeah. the sins of the father. It's more will direct. Be paid by the, the the son. They are all literal descendants. Tom Welling mm-hmm. of Su- of Smallville, Smallville, yeah, is Nick Castle. Maggie Grace is Elizabeth Williams. Oh, wait, from Lost and Taken. Yes, lest this we forget, is, she is arguably the Jamie Lee Curtis role. Role. I apologize, <laughs> Selma Blair. <laughs> I had some fog. <laughs> A little fog, fog in the throat. Selma Blair 
is um, uh, Adrian Barbeau's DJ, Stevie mm-hmm. Wayne. And there's also the Malones. This time there are two of them. Um, and also um, Tom Walling is friends with some guy named Spooner. Okay. Who's like a comic relief guy. Uh, just by the name, I knew it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, clearly, yeah, Spooner. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a, a weird, like, burnout guy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're making the fuck. Yeah, I'm into that. I can see that. I'll give you some <laughs> money from that. But where's Spooner going to be in all right. this? You got to have a Spooner. You got to get a Spooner in You got to have some irritating. We need him. Chuckly <laughs> friend guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So um, uh, now it has nothing to do with it being 100 years since the Elizabeth Dames uh, sank. Um, now, Tom Welling and Spooner accidentally kick up wreckage oh. from the bottom of the bay, and it contained artifacts from the Elizabeth Dame, which has seemingly angered the spirits. Okay. So they sort of awaken the ghost this time. And Classic, they, honestly. Piss. Yeah. Here's something weird. Uh, Captain Blake is sort of a sad figure, right? Like, he, he wanted the best. Yeah. For himself and his crew, he suffered from leprosy. He was murdered unjustly for nothing. Right. Turned into a ghost. Has to just wander. The plains. The plains. At the end of this movie. (laughs) At the end of this movie, he walks up to Maggie Grace. Uh Uh-huh. Who plays Elizabeth Williams. He's the captain of the Elizabeth Dame. Okay. And kisses her. Okay. This monster kisses her and uh, the entire movie she sort of has like visions mm-hmm. of, like stuff going on well it turns out she's not only descended from the town's founders she's the reincarnation of captain blake's lost love oh wow elizabeth presumably why he pilots the elizabeth dame right so he kisses her and it turns her into a ghost. Oh. In... <laughs> I know I came to that a second late. I, but... I, so did I. I yeah. watched the movie and I was like, hold on. Now, what now? <laughs> I, I, that? Like, it wasn't out. at all what I was expecting you to say. Tom Welling yeah. is looking at her. Uh-huh. She's alive. A ghost kisses her. She looks at him. And she's, she's a ghost. blue and translucent. All right. No corpse. No need. Direct line. Those are the rules of ghosts. Immediately into a ghost. Mm-hmm. It's like how there's like that one weird form of precipitation where it's like sometimes a solid can become vapor. You know, it like by bypassing the liquid yeah, right, form. Right. It's like, what? Oh, the fog. Vapor. Yeah. <laughs> she's yes. the fog. She becomes the fog. Yes. She's fog itself. The velvet fog. Yeah. Ooh. He should have s- sang over the Absolutely. credits. Absolutely. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. The velvet fog. He's probably too bi- busy at that fundraiser. He's still with Kramer. <laughs> and then I wrote this. <laughs> the movie ends with Tom Welling throwing a book at the ocean. What book? <laughs> Not into the ocean. I wrote, he throws a book at the He's ocean. He's at it. He's pissed. <laughs> he, throws, <"Nah." laughs> he goes, nah. Does book it go insanely ocean. far because he's Superman? Yeah, it fly you. Then they cut to a shot of outer space and it's orbiting <laughs> the planet. Now, this has to be Malone's journal, you know? Yeah. He yeah. throws a book at the they ocean. They don't explain it, though? No, they do. I, oh, okay, okay. I just didn't. Yeah. Okay, it's no, that's fine. Movie. That's fine. It's the same movie. I just explained to you what's different. Yes. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis gets kissed and becomes a ghost. Yeah. Wow. So here are some g- five-star reviews of this movie. This is from Just B, titled, I've seen it before, but a spin that and the I'll original doesn't have. 
This version is different than the original, so I like it more. Who wouldn't want to watch Smallville's Superman some more? And for the guys, <laughs> Maggie Grace, five stars. <laughs> Gotta have a little something for them. It's just that there are people that are nice to look at. <laughs> right, that's so funny. Here's uh, Christine Haddock Virgins. <laughs> what would you do if you came across some weird review from Kristen Anderson? <laughs> oh, I would love that. I know. That would make me so I haven't happy. done it, but that'd be really funny. Love the move. It'd keep you on your feet. I hate the fog in true life, but the move is great. Thank you. Five stars. Hate the fog in real life. But the move is great. Move is great. Queen of the Nile said, OMG, this movie immediately upon the final credits became one of my five favorite movies ever. It had everything you can ask for in a thriller. It had babes, suspense, okay. action, okay. babes, and of course, fog. Babes. <laughs> really? That's really funny. Fog. Holy smokes, if you like thrillers, you would love The Fog. I'm so glad that they remade this movie. It's no surprise that it was such a big hit at the box office. If you like action and suspense, you will love The Fog. You will sit on the edge of your seat the whole movie. I guarantee it. This person has keyword stuffing Five for stars. fog. And then this last one I've got is from Bookworm. It's all The whole thing is all caps. Anytime there's punctuation, it's multiple exclamation points. I really like this version of The Fog. It was more intense than that old fog. A lot more interesting. I would give this movie to a friend for sure. It was totally wrong what the men from the island did to the people on the ship. That just messed up. <laughs> I did not like the way it ended, though. But all in all, I love it. By you know the what? way. <laughs> Good for them for not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. By the way, a lot of people do not believe in the sins of the father or mother, but it do exist. <laughs> Five stars. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. That's everything there is to say about The Fog. It's honestly made me want to watch The Fog and The Fog remake. It's I, ironic because I, I covered it so well, there's no need to. No, William, you covered it so well so that I'm now so enticed. You know, have you ever you seen... You painted such a picture that now I, I just need the actual visuals. You know how, like, at the end of The Kill Counts, mm -hmm. like James A. Janice Kill Counts? Yeah. It goes like, uh, this kill count does not replace the act of watching the movie. Right. I think my discussion on the fog replaces Has re anyone's need to watch this <laughs> I, podcast replaces i gotta disagree because now i want to watch, the fog. To watch the fog well, so i'm sorry mission not accomplished for you i still have it for 18 more hours <laughs> <laughs> well clearly i have the dvd somewhere that's true I don't think you again have a DVD i apologize player. sarah i do you do yes oh, i do damn, yes i thought it was like you know the what is it about like a thirsty man in the desert or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, whatever that phrase is. Imagine yeah. I said that. Yeah, imagine that. Oh, that would now, I mean you're half right. I don't have it like plugged in, but I'll trot it out like every once in a while if I have DVDs. So I have I have the means. Okay, fair enough. All fair right. Enough. Uh, so before we move on to the mist, yes, can't another wait. form of condensation. It's gonna be dry here for a couple minutes. Not for very Not long, for long though. So you have just enough time to grab your poncho while we tell you about patreon.com slash gttu pod this is like a gallagher show this episode oh yeah absolutely you're gonna get pummeled with mist mist 
Um, anyway, this is how you can support the show if you enjoy it. We have a number of different tiers so you can find whatever level of monthly donation you are comfortable with. And we have a bunch of different bonuses that we can offer you as a thank you going up to a bonus episode every single week. So a full episode of God's the Unknown comes out every, excuse me, it's kind of is. Uh, a full episode of the, the Netherworld, Netherworld Dispatch, Dispatch, which is our second podcast, comes out every single Monday, and that's available over on patreon.com slash pod. That's right. Most recently, this past Monday, Kristen and I played more of Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. I do believe this might be. We might be getting to the end. I think so. We've done a... We've, this was the sixth week of playing it. Seventh. Oh, it's the seventh. Okay. So, and it feels like even if the game isn't all the way over, we're kind of at a natural conclusion point. I do feel like we're getting to a point story-wise where we might cleanly be able to jump unless people out there need to see more. So speak up. Right. But so that's out there right now. A lot of fun. The Mm -hmm. black water must not be allowed to overflow. The black water must not be allowed to overflow. And this coming Monday, we're going to have our discussion slash review, I suppose, of Jordan Peele's Nope, mm-hmm. which is in theaters right now. Go watch it. Yeah. Um, we both, spoiler alert, we both recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but boy, is there so much to, to say about it. So come Big back time. on Monday to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope you're all set. Poncho's firmly on to talk about The Mist. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's like Niagara Falls. Yeah, like, dude, I don't know if people like, really wear ponchos to guard against mist. The Maiden that. of the Mist at Niagara Falls. I think that's what you wear, a poncho on a boat. You're correct, but even you're you were absolutely right before. What they are referring to as the mist in the mist is not mist whatsoever. It is only fog. The the movie The Mist that you're about to describe should be definitely be called a different fog. A different kind of fog. It should be called, oh no, there's something else in a different fog. Right, because you're right. Mist, yeah, you might wear a poncho. But I'm coming from the perspective of the mist from this movie, which is only fog, and you don't need special gear. If there was something coming at you in a mist, you'd see it coming from a long ways away. Yeah, you'd you go, might see a little rainbow or something. Look at that even. thing in the mist. Right. With that beautiful rainbow around it. Right, because it's wet enough that it could create a rainbow. A terrifying monster with a beautiful rainbow. Yeah, it, the majesty of nature, William. Clouds, rainbows, trees. Yeah. Love to rest my eyes on all of them. Any chance Stephen King wrote it as the fog and somebody made him change it? Maybe. I don't know. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, absolutely. It really could be. Yeah. Um, so I think I already said it or alluded to it. I did not enjoy The Mist. Um, but I think that uh, it seems like a lot of people did. It has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, which ain't bad. I've heard it's great. And yeah. I've wanted to watch it for a long time. I, th- I think it could be a me thing. Um, it also has a 7.1 on IMDb. It's a very decent rating, yeah. I feel. Oh, sure. Um, so it was written and directed by Frank Darabont, who also did The Green Mile, which is another Stephen King story. That's so right. they like to collab. Um, my notes start off with this before I get into describing the movie. I wrote, I do not like this movie at all. Then two lines down. Okay, I hate the mist. Two lines down. It's the most somber monster movie ever. This is um, right off the bat? I think that... Well, because I was just going to watch it straight without note-taking first. It probably didn't even and get I, to the title card yet. It probably just said, you know, <laughs> know, like, directed by Frank Darabont. This sucks. <laughs> I order my my notes afterward oh, for okay. speaking on the show. Oh, okay. 
Um, I didn't necessarily write them in that order, but those, those three thoughts were written in order. Um, yeah. So here's, here's what happens in it. So the main character is Thomas Jane, who played the Punisher at one point. Yes. He was also in a show about having a huge dong called Hung. Do you remember that? Should have called it Dong. They should have called it Dong. I never watched it, but I remember it was a thing. Yeah, it's like a knockoff Californication. Yeah, I think right. so. And I think it was even on Showtime or something. Yeah, but something I think like that. that was like the whole thing of it. Maybe he was a gigolo or something. I don't know. He was also on Arrested Development as himself. Oh, yeah. That's and it was, right. it was, I remember several people said this to me that it was puzzling because he's in character. He's playing Thomas Jane going method to study homeless people. Uh-huh. So he looks homeless. And so Lindsay goes, oh, I'll, I'll give you money. And he goes, oh, I don't need money. I'm Thomas Jane. And, and she's right. like, well, I don't, I, that means nothing to me. You're a homeless man. Yeah. It's like, nice to know your name. And many people were like, well, I didn't know who Thomas Jane was. So that doesn't play like a joke. Right, because he's it not really go, like... who's Thomas Jane? I assume it's a character, a made-up name. Yeah, he doesn't feel famous enough. To play himself. To, right? Yeah, I think that's true. Um, so he is our main character, David, and he has a son named Billy. So it opens up, he's at home with his wife and son, and there's like, oh, and he's, it's kind of a fun Easter egg. He, um, like, paints posters for movies. Cool. So he's painting a poster, and it's 100% the guy from The Stand. And then there's a poster that's definitely the thing on nice. his wall. Um, but like a humongous storm comes through and like it blasts the windows out and everything. And so he goes to the store with his son to get supplies, just the grocery store, and they leave his wife at home. Um, and you get to the store and all of a sudden there are like tons of character actors everywhere in this store like so many recognizable people you know something's um, gonna go wrong yeah you... <laughs> and they're all gonna be there right i knew like nothing about this movie by the way going in. i suggested this to will it really just kind of like i don't know where it came from this idea to do this i knew like nothing about the mist but i was i've always been curious about it and i knew it was supposed to be a horror movie and i just went in blind if you go to a grocery store and you start to realize that steven root J.K. Simmons, Stephen Toblowski. <laughs> Did you Google character actor? <laughs> yes. Yeah. William Fickner, Allison Janney, Gary Cole. If they're all in there. It was like this. And not interacting with each other. You'd be like, oh, no, I'm in a movie. Right. I'm in a horror movie. They weren't all as famous as those character actors, but it was like uh, Toby Jones, uh, Marsha Gay Harden. There's this guy who I've seen out and about who kind of looks like Scott Farkas from uh, A Christmas Story. You see him out and about? In movies. Around here? Yeah. It's like a child actor. <laughs> Is that um, Michael Rooker? <laughs> CCH Pounder? Oh no, oh no! <laughs> Um, the chief from Brooklyn Nine Nine is in it. Um, <laughs> Clancy Brown, <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> well, technically, you're all gonna die first, right? Bunny from Sex in the City. It was uh, wow. it was Trey's uh, mother in Sex in the City. Is there anyone like, who's not a recognizable <laughs> character actor? There were, but I they just got painted people, and I was like, whoa, I they're from something. They're from something. Yeah. Um. So Oliver Platt, <laughs> you work here. Yes, but I actually do. Right. The character roles aren't coming in as hot and heavy as they had been. <laughs> um, so they're like all in line and whatever. And then this, you know, this guy starts running toward the store with a bloody nose. He's like, oh, let me in. Oh, there's something in the mist. And what mist? You mean that fog? 
<laughs> completely. It is absolutely fog. But so there is, you can see him come in. They let him in. There's fog that is fast approaching. I'll just, it's mist, whatever. Mist, fast approaching. Sure, sure. And he's like, close the door, close the door. So they close the door. And um, he's like, there's something in there. I got my buddy. And they're all like, what are you talking about? You know, you're nuts. And um, I used to be two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I was two. Now I won. Now I'm me. So he's like, we have to stay inside. Like the miss is all screwed up or whatever. And most people are like, okay, I guess we'll hang out here until we figure out what to do. But this one lady is like, no, I ran out. I left my kids at home. Um, like the, the older one is only eight and they're watching the younger oh, one. Yeah. So I got to leave. And he's like, you're going to die out there. But she's like, I got to go. And she's like, is nobody going to help me? Nobody's going to walk me. And she's like, not you, not you, not you. It's like Thomas Jane. And everybody's like, no, sorry. So she leaves. And we, you know, she just disappears into the mist, and you have to assume probably she's getting eaten by something. So, do you do you do you like hear anything go wrong no. out there, or she just disappears? She just disappears, and the mist is like white, basically. So she. My question is really this: Is there a way that you could pretend like maybe she did get to her car and just went home? Are we the afraid only of reason- nothing? We're afraid of the so right now. Right we're now. afraid of nothing. Yeah. The only reason I even mention her is because it kind of comes back at the end. Okay. okay. Um, so you know they're they're like battening down the hatches and stuff in the store, and the Scut Farkas guy is like, "Oh, I need to like open a hatch in the back. So they're gonna do something." And you know some of them are like, "Don't do that," and other people are like, "Yeah, just do it fast." And so he does it, and Thomas Jane goes back with him and some other people. And when he does that, a giant tentacle, like, comes through, slithers in, and starts wreaking havoc. It's like a tentacle that can also open up, and it has, like, giant nails in it. Oh. And it kills that dude. Whoa. And so they're like, whoa, okay, that guy was right. There is something in the mist. This is not good. I like that, actually. Not only is there something in the... Because you could play... The, that the, You could make an entire movie about... Mm-hmm. We don't know if there's something in the mist. Right. You could easily tell that story. And I think probably a lot of movies have told that story. We never get any confirmation one way or the other. True. But to go so far as to be like, yes, there's something in the mist. It's enormous. Yeah. One of its tentacles uh, is humongous. Mm -hmm. Who can imagine what the body of it actually looks like. And it can like almost like transform itself. Tentacles usually don't open. An octopus's tentacles cannot open like a mouth, so we're yeah. up against. Well, it doesn't really play. It opens like long ways, like oh, like like a, book. Like a hot dog bun. Yeah. Uh huh. Whoa. Yep. Okay. And it has like teethy claw things in it or whatever, and um, they're able to. It, it pulls Scott Farkas guy out, and they're able to close the door kind of on it. And there's an axe, you know, for fire Chopping. or whatever, and they chop off part of the tentacle, so it's there. And they're like, all right, we got to regroup. Like, what are we going to tell everybody? It's serious out there, but we don't want to scare them. A lot of this movie, there's also a lot of crazy, like, you know, monster sort of stuff. But a lot of it is, like, dealing with the aftermath of an event. And, like, there start to become camps. And how do we distribute information? I didn't want it. Oh. But that is a lot of what's going on. What it's pretty you, what, central. Do you know what you like would have preferred? You just don't like that Basically, sort of like. Yeah, I don't really l- usually love that anyway. Divide and survive and how no, and what. I'm just not really into it. I don't hate it, but I'm just like, I know what this is. All so right. Because you really, that, 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 that sort of like bands of survivors with different approaches. Mm-hmm. You really liked Lost. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And like so I much of that cool show is enough... that same sort of debate. I guess there's like if there's cool enough stuff going on around it, maybe. Right. Um, then I'm into it. I don't even know if I would say it's a hard and fast rule that I don't like it. I yeah, yeah. I don't think I particularly like it. I certainly wasn't in the mood for it with this. The I flavor be... just didn't justify the wasn't for, I yeah. just wasn't feeling it okay. for whatever. Because also, I love Yellow Jackets, which is survivory. And really certainly, that, yeah. oh, William, it's so I heard it. I heard it's good. great. I think you'll... put on the show Hacks, and I watched right, that. Right, right. Also, it's on Showtime, so you won't be able to watch it on HBO. True. Max or whatever. Also, we're watching Better Call Saul and Only Murders in the Building. I'm watching those things, too. There's a lot to watch. There's a lot to watch. Um... But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I thought that it was going to be, first of all, I just didn't know a thing about it. I didn't know it was going to be like mostly all in the grocery store. Um, I said that'd be more mystery moving around. What's in the mist? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we do find out right away. And I kind of wished we didn't, I guess. Yeah. I, the mystery, there's no mystery here, really, you know? Just missed. Yeah, just missed. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, they need to explain to people and are they going to accept it? And people don't really accept it because even when they like, they're like, oh, we can show them this tentacle thing as proof. Uh, one of the people who had already seen it pokes it and like liquefies. So they don't have the proof. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. No, nothing is funny. It no. is the least lighthearted movie on planet earth heavy hearted nothing is fun okay hearts are heavy um marcia gay harden is like a dead serious like super duper religious christian lady who's like this was all predicted in revelation and you know is getting all whipped up about that um she's making a meal of it i was unsurprised to hear that she didn't want to do it because it was like a horror um you know whatever movie and then her agent or something was like think of it as a real actor's piece and like so then it became appealing okay. she, she's really going for it and she is great um but so yeah they're they're now repeatedly things will start happening basically they're they're hunkering down in the grocery store they're gonna have to ride this out until the mist dissipates the core group of people know that there was a tentacled monster there are a lot of people who don't really know what's going on but they know that something dangerous is out there so they're gonna hunker down and then we get just um like multiple times of monstrous things happening where now everybody does know for sure that there's something going on out there so i think the next thing that happens is like a bunch of essentially like mutant flies start to attack the um the front walls of the grocery store because they're attracted to the light in the grocery store why'd you Um, come here flies the light was on (laughs) we love the light what um what's in the mist all kind all manner of monster all it's not monster. just one thing. No, because it is later explained there. There were also they had there happened to be army dudes in the grocery store, and at one point, well, let me get let me get there a little bit. Okay, It'll okay. get a little garbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all, all kinds of crap is in the mist. And There's all kinds of crap out there. Oh my god! So yeah, so like a bunch of like look at all that crap. Crazy flies attack. They like kill one person, and now the front windows are all blown out. So they don't really have that much protection now. Any anyway. Yeah, the mist so is coming in. The mist is coming in, and it's not the. Oh, also, I thought it was gonna be the mist itself was a problem. I'm remembering now what I thought this was. I thought maybe something was up with the actual mist. I didn't know that it was like dis 
this uh, obscuring creatures. And if I thought it was like caustic or poisonous, it was going to make people act weird. Because I remember I'm now. I'm trying to get to my podiatrist appointment, but, but it's the too mist. F- misty. I remember now when the first guy came in who, whose nose was bleeding and he ran in. They were taking a long time to close the door. And I was like, the mist, the mist. They're letting in all the mist. But the mist doesn't really matter. It's just covering This is a vapor. It's a, is it? So in the fog, the fog itself. Yeah. Seems to be to come with the ghost, presumably because they were killed in a fog. Right. I think that just wherever these things came from, there was a lot of mist. So do they emit mist? No. They're just in the mist. There just is mist. Not that I know of do they emit mist. The mist and the creatures could arguably be separate problems. I think... It's very, very misty. No, let me keep going. Okay. All right. So, um... So eventually they're like, okay, all these windows are blown open and stuff. So we don't have that much cover anyway. We may as well go to the nearby pharmacy to get medicine for people. Because people are injured from all these like crazy flies that yeah. went all over the place. Okay. So they go to the pharmacy and... And there were pe- there were some people who left the um, grocery store who were like, screw this or whatever early on. And a couple of them were the army guys. Okay. So they go in the pharmacy. They're getting like painkillers and all this kind of stuff and then they realize that there are like humans who are attached to the ceiling basically with like a bunch of disgusting spider webs oh uh in a, in a matter of speaking basically and actually probably all but like actually good to the ceiling good yes yeah. fully good and like wound up and there were actual spiders now that i'm thinking about it but like you know crazy monster spiders that happens to david cross in men in black <laughs> oh okay i don't remember he that it's good to the ceiling Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the people who's all gooed up is not quite dead. And they say, I'm sorry about this. They're like, I'm sorry, whatever. So, the person who is gooed yes. says, I'm sorry? Yes. Oh. And so, you know, the people come back with their supplies to the grocery store where all the alive people are and like they're distributing stuff. And they should say thank you. <laughs> if I could rewrite that scene, <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And then they would just move, get back to the, treat it like it's a normal thing, and then just right. get back to what they were doing. Right. Um, but so they go back to the grocery store, and um, Marsha Gay Harden's continuing to get really, really spiced up about all this religious stuff, partially yeah. because one of the flies flew right to her, was on her, and she was, she was like this, like head to the side, and she was just kind of like, take me, Lord. It's okay. Oh. It's cool or whatever. But the fly goes away. Oh. So now she's like extra emboldened because she's a believer. So she's going to be spared from this like, you know, hellscape. Did you watch Midnight Mass? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come back. She gets wind, I believe, that one of the bodies in there said sorry. And that it was one of the army guys. And there's one army guy alive remaining in the place. And she's like, what was he sorry about? What do you guys know? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And the army guy, who is the ice truck killer from Dexter, oh, okay. says that they were uh, just stationed on a base. So really, this isn't their fault. It's literally they, like, heard something. They were stationed on a base, and they heard a rumor that scientists on the base found that there was another dimension where 
I guess these monsters were and stuff. And they wanted to open a window to this dimension to see what was what, but apparently something went wrong. They opened it too far and it became a door. And so he thinks all this stuff must just come spilling out. And that's what is going on right now. So that's where these monsters are coming from. I guess that's where the mist is coming from. Maybe their dimension is totally misty. And so it's, it's all poured out. And, she by this point has gotten like half of the people in the grocery store to believe <coughs> her whole religious shtick yeah and is they're all like yeah we follow you whatever and she's like we need a sacrifice to stop all of this we need to show him that we you know are worthy and whatever i don't know what people and, are being killed all over they're being sacrificed. But maybe if we're the ones to kill, oh, if we... so this will stop. Okay. So we need to create a sacrifice. So she's like, you're going to be a sacrifice. And they um, shove the army guy outside. And oh. he dies. He's like ripped apart by monsters or whatever. Um, stuff is still happening. You know, there's like days that they've been in here at this point. Okay. And uh, she, let me just make sure I'm not missing anything. You're making me want to watch it. You're making me want to read the story. Yeah. It's the same. We yeah. need to swap movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I want to watch the fog. Okay, so things are still aren't getting better quite yet. The miss isn't dissipating and stuff, and she says, we need a better sacrifice. We need to really show our commitment to our God. We need the boy. So the son of the dude. And um, you know, everybody's like at the people who aren't with her are like absolutely not, but her mob people are kind of like maybe yes and so toby jones shoots her oh to be like hell no enough of this yes no way and they decide this kind of like core group of people who have been rational during this that now like everything is wide open there's like an angry mob who's gotten whipped up by this woman and just their own panic and fear who knows what they're going to do they've become a risk at this point so to stay with them is also dangerous we're going to make a run for our cars see how far we can get see what's out there because there's just there's no good choice here yeah. or a perfect choice and so let's at least get out of here so um a bunch of people make runs for their cars a lot of people die you're seeing like you know just like kind of like monster hands left and right like ripping people up whatever but kind of our main characters which are like you know four people make it to thomas jane's car and they're going to go to his house first to check on his wife. And then they will all together drive as far as their gas will take them and just hope that there is some sort of end demarcation line to the mist. Yeah. So they get to the house. His wife is in the webby thing and she's dead. Okay. Um. So, you know, it's sad. And they're just like, all right, we just got to keep it moving. Um. So they, they do. They drive until they're out of gas, but they're still just mist everywhere. Nothing's letting up. Where they end up running out, there's, like, a humongous creature. Like, huge, 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 huge. You can only basically see it's, like, four legs on the ground. And you can hear roaring all over the place. So just, like, it seems like there's just no way that they can escape this. Like, it is the end of the line. It's these four grown-ups and this little kid. And Toby Jones still has his gun. And so they all kind of, like, knowingly nod to each other, like... This is it. What are we going to do? And um, they count the bullets and there are only four of them. uh, uh, You know, I said wrong. There are five adults, I guess. There are four bullets, but there there are four adults and a kid. Anyway, there are four bullets, but there are five people in the car. So Thomas Jane will be the one to do it. The one 
relief I thought I had with the was that the kid was sleeping. Yeah. But of course the kid wakes up. Oh god. He doesn't say anything, but you just see the kid kind of stir. And then from outside of the car, there are the gunshots and blood. And then just Thomas Jane screaming. Yeah. And they cut to the inside of the car. They don't show the kid, thank God, but it's just him screaming and freaking out. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh. So they so he uh, had to kill his own son. Right. And all, and these, all these people. people. And gets out of the car and he's like, take me, take me to the monsters. Almost immediately, a minute, two minutes, the mist dissipates and there are army trucks rolling through to save everybody with like butt tons of people on them, including the woman who had been in the grocery store who left to go get her kids. She made it and she was fine. But Thomas Jane has killed his son and everybody. And if he had, he couldn't know, but if he had waited like one minute, he didn't have to. And that is where it ends. <clears throat> this movie is not my kind of movie. First of all, it's way more an action movie than a horror movie. Yeah. Like an action sci-fi movie. Not my cuppa for the most part. Did you cry? No, I didn't. Because it, the weird thing about it was, is that uh, I wrote, as much as I'm grumbling, it's more conceptually upsetting, like I'm okay. Maybe my brain is just protecting me. Maybe. But yeah. I didn't. I, I was just like, ah, God's sake. God damn it. So that end scene mm -hmm. became sort of um, uh, infamous. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people post it. A million different times. So I knew okay. I knew the ending. I didn't know anything up until the ending. Mm -hmm. But I've seen that okay. scene. And it's weird now hearing the rest of the movie. Because just like when you were like, they've got the tentacle. They can prove to people that they've got this tentacle. And then they poke it and it turns into water. Or yeah. It turns into goo. Yeah. It's the same joke. Mm -hmm. It's the same exact thing of like, we can do this. Oh no, we can't. Right. We've gotta we've gotta uh kill everybody or or we'll suffer violent deaths with the monsters. Oh wait. We'd be uh -oh. fine. We'd be fine. Yeah. It's like the the same it's not literally the same thing, but it's very similar. Yeah. Something about that. Yeah. These almost feel like, like a near series misses. of near misses and dark jokes. Right. But the movie doesn't, doesn't feel jokey whatsoever. It's interesting. No, it's heavy, somber, bleh. Didn't like it. It's like two hours <laughs> something long. Oh, that's long, yeah. I did not enjoy myself. Um, so the way that the original novella ended, Stephen King did approve the ending of this. This was all very sanctioned by him. But the original ending was way more hopeful. It was that the gang of survivors uh, continued driving. So it takes place in Maine. Uh, they continue driving to New England after being able to get to David's house because of downed trees. They assume his wife is probably dead, but you don't see her or anything. I can't get like, past this tree. So let's, too, let's just assume. Yes, there's we'll too, just assume. There's too many trees, so uh, we'll just keep it moving. I'd have to like climb over the tree. I know. Ah, she's probably gone. And so they stop for the night. They don't even run out of gas. They stop for the night, and they've been trying for the radio, and they hear the word Hartford over the radio which gives them some hope that other people are out there and that's where the novella ends oh so it's like very open-ended like open yeah yeah um and the last thing i'll end with is that i thought that it was interesting that um this was actually not really based on a true story but it was kind of inspired <laughs> by something in stephen <laughs> king's real life which is that he said that there was I a looked out the window and it was really misty 
and then I see a tentie. Uh, he said there was a huge thunderstorm, like the one that opens up the movie and the book. And so the day after the storm, he went to the supermarket with his son. And while he was looking for hot dog buns, he imagined a, quote, big prehistoric flying reptile flapping around in the store. And by the time they got to the checkout line, he had the basis for the story in his head. Survivors trapped in a supermarket uh, trapped by or surrounded by like messed up creatures. Cool. Yeah, which That's is awesome. cool. Yeah, but again, hot dog I, buns and that tentacle opened like a hot dog. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My God. See, so that's brain, the mist. It all becomes part of it. Oh yeah, it all gets folded in just the way you fold a hot dog bun around a hot dog. Oh, yep. Delicious. So, <laughs> so that's the mist. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but people do seem to like it. So. If Mike Flanagan announced he was remaking The Mist... Or I'll give it a, a look. I'll give it a look. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because I can see all of these things. I feel like you could make the characters in the store interesting. Uh-huh. There was one thing, and like, it's just a, you know, just from a human who has watched a lot of movies in their lifetime, you start to like notice little uh, like beats or implications and what they might mean. So at one point... Like, when they're in the grocery store and nothing crazy has happened yet, I don't think. Like, Thomas Jane and this pretty lady kind of, like, exchange a lingering look. And I was like, oh, he's been having an affair with her or something. And then it never happens in the movie. I kind of forgot about it. And then when I was researching, it said that originally those characters were supposed to have been having an affair. Uh And are trapped in the grocery store together. But you just, like, you get used to what people do when you want to show that people have had an affair, but they can't say anything at the moment. I thought this was kind of funny. Flavors of things instead of facts now. Right. Necessarily, yeah. So, like, that... So, uh, the, the only reason I said that is because, like, there isn't a whole lot of backstory on the people in the grocery store who are all trapped together. But if, like, Mike Flanagan made it, I bet there would be. Yeah. And it just... I don't know. I, I also, like... There were a lot of things in it that are just not generally my thing, but I'm sure that in the hands of, like, another person, um, I would like them. I also don't really love just an enclosed story, like, everybody's in the grocery store for the whole time. I like that kind of thing. I don't. So I think even if I had known that, I'd be less inclined to watch it. Just happened to... (laughs) I went in blind. Yeah. um, And if I had read stuff about it, I totally wouldn't have wanted to watch it. And that bore out. Sometimes that happens. And I'm like, you know what? I never would have wanted to watch this, but actually ended up ruling. Yeah, of course. But in this case, like, it just was not for me. But... Did you watch it in color or in black and white? In color. Is there a black and white version? There is, uh, yeah, evidently... Oh, that's right. I came across that. I don't know if they actually made that. Oh, oh, that's just like a sort of an unofficial yeah. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They're, so, yeah, they wanted to... Maybe it is. I don't know. But, um, yeah, they they wanted to make it in, in black and white, too. But I no, heard it that... Uh, so, like, whatever, whenever the movie was made, I don't know. 2007. So, I heard that some of the special effects feel sort of, like, dated, but when you put it in black and white... They mesh a little bit better with hmm. the the surroundings. Yeah. And that it just takes on a different vibe that fits it really neatly. I could see that. I could and, definitely yeah, see I that. That's an interesting... Especially with the whole like kind of like pseudo preacher angle that feels kind of old timey in a way. Right. And I feel like that would work really well in black and white. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the special effects did look dated sometimes, but not really terrible. Like the first tentacle thing I thought looked like two thousand seven. Um but it wasn't overall necessarily like that. It wasn't like crazy dated or anything. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, there you go. I so, think maybe I, I, we should do a movie swap. I don't really know in what form. That doesn't feel like an episode. You no, know, I mean, like, 
we can just do that in our lives. Yeah, and just be like, what do you think now? Yeah. What, now that you've seen it, did mm-hmm. everything I said yeah. change anything about your perception of this? That's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting experiment. Yeah. Um, we could do that and just talk about it real quick at the beginning of the next episode. That's true. I would do that. Yeah, we can okay. do that. Sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Guide to the Unknown. Thank yeah. you so much for hanging out with us. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought this was uh, fun. I like it when yeah. we talk about movies. Yeah, I do too. And these were an interesting pair, the condensation mm-hmm. files. Yeah, a moist episode. A very moist episode. That's right. Um, so if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to uh, uh, spread the word. Mm-hmm. Tell people about this show. If yeah. you have an opinion about the uh, the fog or the mist that you'd like to send to us, please consider doing so. You can tweet at us or anything on social media. We're at GTTUPod. Right. Or use us as a catalyst. If you just feel like sharing that kind of stuff on your own, you can be like, I heard them talk about this on gttu pod totally. this is what i think about it on twitter or insta stories or whatever yep uh you can also leave us a review on apple Podcasts, which we would greatly appreciate yeah big time um and uh we we used to do this a lot i haven't done this in a little bit but here's a recent five-star review from nate from the states who says lighthearted fun i love these guys I love the brother-sister dynamic, nice voices, not too commercial, but still very professional sounding, really fun topics, not taking anything too seriously. It's like having a beer with good friends. Nice. So thank you so much, Nate. Thank you, Nate. That's awesome. And to anybody who else who might leave us a review, we would greatly oh, appreciate it. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Please be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod is a great way to support us and what mm-hmm. we do. Uh, one, you back us and enable us to keep doing the yeah. show and... and you know, spend time and attention on on building it. Sometimes you got to rent the fog twice. <laughs> but also, depending on the level that you back over there, you can get up to an exclusive show every single week. Mm-hmm. Just like this coming Monday, where we're going to be talking about Jordan Peele's Nope. Yep. So make sure you come back for that. That's all on patreon.com slash gttupod. Yeah. The home of Guide to the Unknown is gttupod.com. We've got links to everything. I'm doing a soft launch, we'll call it, of my own website, themythtraveler.com, where you can see all of my writing, all of my directing, producing all of my projects and everything. Mm -hmm. I've got a few exclusive things over there for people who uh, subscribe. There's like a paid tier to subscribe, but I put up a fun editing project that I did that I could clearly never share anywhere. And a couple of nudges of things that I might work on for fun with people that might back me over there. So check that out. That's themythtraveler.com. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, you can also follow us online. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We will be back next week for stuff that has nothing to do with condensation. Well, a little unless bit. Unless we do the, the swip swaparoo. Just a touch. It might get a little damp. That's true. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you then. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Now you will stay out of the mist. Stay out of the mist. You will luckily not have to rent the mist with money because it's on Netflix. So you will have a reprieve. All right, good. And I will try to find my DVD of the fog. (sighs) My baby had to skip a few meals. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. No. God no. no. Of course not. God forbid.